Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 with Harvey Norman. Now, uh, you probably know well at this stage uh, that uh, Keith Earls has a book out, Fight or Flight, My Life, My Choices, uh, very much a Limerick man. And there's lots of Limerick infused in this really interesting uh, read. And uh, Keith is on the line right now. And good morning to you, Keith. And I have to say, one of the things that surprised me most was your passion for coffee, of all things, and how it could be a business opening for you after rugby. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having me, Joe. You're welcome. Um, yeah, coffee. Um, it's something I didn't really think about till I started playing professional rugby. Um, just using it as a, a bit of an energy boost for, for a training session or a match. And, you know, the, the actual roasting of uh, coffee bean was, was something that really stood out to me. We... We were on tour in New Zealand in 2012 and we went into a cafe, a restaurant and the the guy working there brought us out the back and there was a, a roastery out there and that kind of stuck in my head and it's something I really enjoyed. I like the look of the process, you know, and obviously rugby is all I know most most of my, my life and I was always kind of worried what I was going to do and you know, the last couple of years I've really picked up on that passion of coffee and, you know, I've been done roasting myself at home. Started off with a little popcorn maker and then a nut roaster, and and thankfully now I have uh, Limerick's only uh, roastery, <clears throat> eleven fourteen coffee. You know, so um, it, it took off fairly quick. Yeah, because obviously you hear about um, guys having you know beer and brewing that and trying their own concoctions at home, but maybe not so much coffee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you know what? It's getting quite popular now. You know, with, with the lockdown, people were looking for a lot of things to do, and you know, the coffee market went went through the roof. And you know, I think as professionals as well as you know, the weeks are hard, and getting out for a few points to do a bit of bonding is kind of put in the back pocket till the end of a tournament or you know, a couple of weeks. So it, it's going out to cafes and having a coffee is how we're, we're doing our socialising these days. Yeah. And how will it work then? How will people be able to access what you're doing at the roastery? Yeah, at, at the moment the time is it's uh, it's only online. It's uh, 1114.ie so it's, it's kind of, it's an online basis. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking to take my time with it. Um, you know, at the roastery outside Nanakati Business Park, hopefully in the next coming weeks, um, there's going to be a little uh, espresso bar out there and, and then people are going to be able to access the coffee as well. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks, it's going to feature in a, a couple of cafes in Limerick, which, which will be great. Fantastic. Now, you always struck me, Keith, as a fellow who liked to let his rugby doing the talk and on the pitch um, and maybe not crazy about media and all of that. So was it a big decision to write the book? It was. It was, a, it was a massive decision, Joe. You know, I I never really thought about writing a book, um, even though Paul O'Connell, since I was a young lad coming in around Munster, told me, always keep notes, I'll write a book someday. And I thought he was a lunatic because I was never going to write a book. But, you know, I kind of regretted not taking his advice. But thankfully I had good good, good friends around me, good people around me who helped, helped me write the book. And, you know, I thought I, I could have a a story that could really, really help people. And I think 
especially the people in Limerick and and the people in in my roster as well. Like you know, I think my story is 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 quite unique. You know, Limerick and my roster had a lot of I suppose negative media over the years, and you know, I just I just I just wanted to to tell people my story to to help people, and it's it's not just Limerick and and my roster. It's the whole country, really. Like you know, people who think they're not good enough. You know, it's, I had all them thoughts as well, and you know, I put it out on the book, and hopefully, it'll help people. Right. Well, um, out of interest, and also from work over the years, I've read a lot of rugby books, and this is a good one, I can tell you. And one of the things, Keith, that amazed me was you were talking about scoring a, a try against Leinster and the crowd roaring, and, and you say in the book that if only the crowd had known that a few days before that, you know, you were really struggling. Yeah, yeah. Um, couple, couple of days earlier, you know, I, I've been struggling since I, since I was quite young, you know, and you know that that couple of days before the match in Leinster, I met a guy in Cork, uh, uh, a psychologist, and you know we had, we had a good meeting, and you know he kind of he diagnosed me with 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 bipolar too, and you know in a way I was, I was relieved. Um, you know, when you read through the book, I had a lot of up and downs through my my life, but I was relieved. You know, there was something I could could point point to, and just, I knew I had something. You know, and you know there were some tough times, and then when I'm out out in Tom and Parky, people don't see um, what we do go through. You know, we are we are human beings as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, chatting to Keith Earls about his book Fight or Flight, My Life, My Choices, which is out now. What reaction have you been getting to the fact that you were prepared to talk about your mental health in this book? It the, the reaction has been incredible. You know, my phone has been hopping. You know, people passing me in the streets. You know, it's 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 more common than we actually think. And the biggest problem is we're not talking about it and. Thankfully, it is getting a bit better, but it can go a whole lot more as well. You know, every I, I'm convinced every, everyone will struggle at some stage in their life, and some people are better at getting out of it than others, whether they know it or not. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's had an unbelievable reaction. People telling me that their kids have opened up to them. People telling me they've opened up. People telling me they've taken the first step. You know, and, that, and that's the hardest part is is yeah. the first step and thankfully I took it early enough, you know. I I I knew from tragedies and families I knew where these negative thoughts would take me and, you know, thankfully I've I didn't allow myself to get the suicidal thoughts, which which I think is important for people to know. Like, you know, you think you're just negative and you'll get over it, but all of a sudden you're a year a year down the line and your thoughts are a, a lot more darker so it's yeah. even taking the step to chat before it, it gets bad, really, you know. Yeah, I, I, Keith, I have to say, I smiled to myself when you were on with Ryan Tuberty on the Late Late a few weeks back and he was sort of saying, oh, well, you're not from a typical rugby background. Well, that might be true in other parts of the country, but of course, not true at all in Limerick. Sure, you're the legendary Jar Earls, young fella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and that's, I suppose the pressure is growing up in Limerick and playing rugby in Limerick um, and playing for Munsters. You know, it's 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 steeped in history and rugby, and there is a lot of pressure on those lads 
from Limerick and Cork and Ward from Kerry from you know from the these counties that the play for Munster you know there's there's a lot of pressure on us but it's something we've wanted to do all our lives so I think it's more the typical um, the community I, I grew up in rather than the, the rugby circles you know yeah. You pay a lovely tribute to the Limerick hurlers I should say in the book as well Keith yeah, yeah, I, I've got to know a few of them over the last couple of years. You know, I, I went in, I did a Q&A session with them in 2018. You know, I was invited in to, to have a chat. We, we we do it here in Irish camp in Munster. We might get a guest speaker in and, you know, I kept in contact with a few of the lads. They're just, you have to admire the athletes they've become and what they're doing for Limerick and what they're doing for for the sport of hurling. You know, they've, They've taken it to a whole new level and, you know, it can make you really proud to be a Limerick man. Yeah. And, and there's great stories in this book. And I mean, obviously, and totally understandably, you know, the national media will focus on certain aspects of it. But it's a real Limerick story because you're a real Limerick man and it has places that people will recognise and hangouts when they were teenagers and, and you know, nightclubs that they might have gone to and, and all of that is in there. Yeah, it's like, that's why I, if I said if I was going to do a book, I wanted to be completely honest, you know, and and that, and that's all I can be. And you know, I'm delighted that people are picking up on that. That it's a really typical, you know, Limerick attitude toward things because I'm obviously very proud to be from Limerick and my Ross, but you know, I had I had it negatives as well, you know, as as Limerick people, you know, we. We think we can't do a lot of things, um, you know, just because we're from Limerick or certain areas. And, and that's within the whole country as well, you know, and that's what the book is about. It doesn't matter where you're from, you know, if you can put your mind to something, you you can achieve it. And sometimes we're we're, we're uh, too afraid to take that step because of where we're from, you know. Yeah, and I think it's important because, as you know, we have a lot of listeners in the Moiras area as well to put the book in context in the sense that you talk widely about Moiras and a lot of the good times that uh, you had growing up there as well. You know, it, 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 obviously certain quotes get taken at certain times, but there's much more to the book than that. Yeah, there is, you know, and that, that was my biggest worry. Um, you know, that was the hardest chapter to, to write was, was to get the Moiras chapter right. You know, you know. Obviously, the bad press over the couple, the last couple of years, and you know, the early two thousands, the late two thousands. You know, I did, I did come across a lot of things as well. So I didn't want to, to paint it to be this this beautiful place when, when the obvious was was happening. But I was just um, just delighted to give my give my story, you know, and and get across the the sense of community and how how much the people of my life have helped me, you know, whether it's teachers or coaches and, you know, I speak about my own kids now who, you know, we're living in a, in Castle Troy and we don't have that sense of community, you know, running out into the housing estate and the roads rearing you and, you know, that that was all important, you know, and growing up in my life was, was definitely um, a big factor in, in the way I have grown up. Right. You've had a lot of success in your rugby career, obviously um, nationally with Ireland uh, too. Uh, there was a very funny bit in the book where <laughs> you kind of say you were Joe Schmidt's 
pet, his teacher's pet. And I, I struggle to believe he had any, but anyway. Yeah, no, I think that's that's what people struggle with, Joy. You know, I, I was actually delighted with that chapter as well. You know, myself and Tommy, I think, got it right. Um, Joe can get a, a bad rap at times, but, you know, when you're, when you're coaching through excellence, you know, you, the success Joe has brought, Joe has changed the sport of rugby in Ireland. Like, you know, he'll, he'll go down in the history books. We've achieved so much under him. But, um, you know, people don't give him a lot of credit for he's he had an unbelievable sense of humour. You know, he was he was funny but he was he was really driven as well, you know, and um yeah, myself myself and Joe got on really, really well. So, um yeah, he, he wasn't picking me out too much in meetings. He was always kinda bigging me up. <laughs> the boys be sagging me. Yeah, I'd say I'd say you got a bit of it, all right. Uh, now, Johnny Sexton seems to want to play until he's sixty if he can, and maybe he'll manage it. What about you? Um, yeah, obviously, I've had my my issues the last couple of years with uh, with trying to solve a, a breeding issue. You know, I'm I don't want to sound too cliche now, but I'm taking it every day. As, you know, I'm I'm feeling a lot better than I was in the last three years, which which. Which is great, you know. But you know, I'm I am 34, but I, I'm feeling amazing. I'll take it each each day that comes. I know as you get older, you know, we can leave it go a bit longer with, I suppose, negotiations. So I'll see how things will go with early the next couple of weeks with Munster. My body's holding up, but at this moment in time, I'm I'm very very happy where I am. Yeah. Um, and for Munster, of course, I mean, I assume it's it's a huge ambition of yours to maybe trail a cup around Limerick into a couple of those pubs that you'd know um, one more time anyway before you hang up the boots. Yeah, that 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 would be great. You know, that has that has been the dream since since two thousand eight when I got to do it as a, a squad member. You know, and just how much it means to the the people of Munster. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd love nothing more to to bring a trophy around uh, on a bus or going to a few pubs in in Limerick with a trophy. Right, well, I think it's such an important thing to have um, people from Limerick in the Munster squad on the Munster team, and and you've been doing it so well for a long time, and people are very proud of you locally. But one other question, obviously, you mentioned about the Ireland camp. Um, you've got games in November, Six Nations to come, and you have a big one in mid November. The the All Blacks, the, the best team in the world at the moment, really coming. Yeah, it's, it's going. It's going to be a tough couple of weeks, you know. Starting with um, Japan uh, on Saturday, then as I said, New Zealand are coming, and then you have Argentina, then you have Six Nations, and then you have a, a three-test tour down in New Zealand. So, regarding the international um, season, it's, it's going to be unbelievably tough, you know. And there's there's going to be, I, I can imagine there's going to be many players being used. Um, so, but. You'd love nothing better, you know. We we had a, a tough couple of years not playing in front of a crowd, so it's it, it's great to have them back and having full capacity as well is going to be great the next couple of weeks. Yeah, all right, fantastic, Keith. Well, listen, um, uh, well done on the book. As I say, it, it is a great read. Um, I, I'd highly recommend it. And Tommy Conlon, who I know lives in these parts as well, um, helped you with it. Did a great job on it as well. And we wish you success. We look forward to sampling the coffee. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, as well and uh, and take care of yourself have a good season alright cheers thank you thank you cheers, cheers. that's uh, Keith Hurst there
Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 with Harvey Norman.